and welcome to the 48 Shades of Football podcast, everyone's favourite English language K-League podcast recorded on a Monday night by three slightly drunk blokes in the centre of Seoul when it's raining. It's raining, yes. Ah, excellent. My name is uh, Stevie W, I'll be your host for this evening. I'm joined as ever by our two uh, troublemakers, Mark and Paul. Safely back from my travels. Safely back from your travels. Paul, you've got your shirt on. You're not showing off your receding chest line tonight. Uh, Glad to hear it. Uh, Explain, I think is the question. Um, Is the modelling modelling contract uh, winging its way to you from Japanese television? Well, what it was, uh, as a result of a bet at the Kashima game, I ended up taking my shirt off, and apparently it was broadcast live to the nation on multiple channels. Paul, surely the bet for you was to keep your shirt on, not to take Ashley off, mate, to be honest. So, when I went to Busan this week, people were saying, well, didn't you take your shirt off? Aren't you going to take your shirt off today? I said, well, if they score three goals, I'll do it. And luckily, obviously they didn't, because you'd be a fool to bet on them scoring three three goals in the K-League. So you were the winner of that bet, yeah. and the entire nation of Korea was the loser when yeah, they had to see the results definitely. of it. Well, is there any link between uh, like Korea losing the feed for, for the third goal and you having your top off at the same time? Uh, no, I think it's the other way around. They, they got the feedback once they realised I'd take my shirt. Okay, okay, that's what happened, yeah. The like Africa TV was closed down because they, they, they're the rough topless people on you. The new, the new VJ, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think there was there a strike this week of the Japanese cameraman union. <laughs> so we're not covering any more games if they're going to do that. So what you're, what you're trying to imply is that the feed broke off because all the camera lens shattered and they couldn't get the... Um, I think they were just hoping you weren't going to go any further. But then following on from that, um, due to the numerous requests on Facebook, I did put up a, a topless photo of yeah. me standing on the beach at Hyundai. So, again, there's no like between that and the Scotty Sun stopping their pace three. <laughs> yeah, there is there. Only because they said there's no one else that could do it except me and I turned them down. Okay. okay. So we won't see Carver's nipples in the, in, in the uh, tabloids anytime soon. I did pose the question, what happens if Seoul scores score six? Do they have to take my bottoms off as well? God, well, that's never going to happen. <laughs> at least, at least, anyway. Luckily, I tweeted it through the official podcast account, so no one's actually going to respond. <laughs> All we can say is "Che must stay." Che yes, must stay. Must stay. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should do. And I'm going to keep taking clothes off until you get rid of Che. On my right, I've got Mark. Um, he was in Japan last week as well, fully clothed, I assume. Although I've not seen any photographic evidence. Fully clothed to the football. He's also fully clothed now. Unfortunately, it's in a Japanese school un- school uniform. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, school girl, school girl yeah, uniform it should be added as well. Yeah, obviously had a good time in Japan. I had a fantastic time. A lot of vending machines were used, um, and the police are still on the lookout. <laughs> yes, somehow, 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 I got through immigration. But anyway, actually, I did buy a present back for Stevie. I went to a vending machine, got some the schoolgirl panties you asked for. Unfortunately, the sniffer dogs at Incheon Airport sniffed them out and they were confiscated. So, I guess we should talk about the ACL first up. You guys were off on your travails to Japan. In between all the drinking, did you get to see some football? Um, yeah, on Wednesday night I went to see uh, Gambo Saka versus Songnam FC. <clears throat> um, pretty, pretty interesting game. It was a pretty good game. Like, there were a lot of... Uh, the stadium itself is actually a little bit like um, Anyang in Buchon, uh, and the fact it has like a running track and it has like only one actually covered stand that the other three ends are, are kind of like uncovered. Um, like, 
it's not actually in Osaka. It's on like what they call the um, the the Osaka monorail. It's the Osaka 1970 Expo Stadium, which might explain some of the facilities there as well. Um, it, but I mean, a good enough stadium to watch football in. To be honest, uh, the one criticism I have is there was no beer on sale. Uh, but they do give you a, a lovely little ultraviolet uh, kind of tag on your hand when you leave the stadium to go and buy beer and come back in again. So that was nice. So you've got what fifteen ultraviolet tags on your uh, hand. I got the point. I was just thinking. I was just thinking ultraviolet. <laughs> I, I was like the uh, ready break boy. And I was just going back in the stadium at the end. Was um, that the uh, the radiation from the <laughs> oh yeah sushi in Japan? Of course, of course. Um, like the game was a good game. I mean, um, I think probably. So was it? Well, you'd say that the score was two one. It was two one in the end. But I think most Songnam fans went there. I mean, like Songnam were already through. Uh, so the game was really all about whether or not Songnam would finish first or second, um, and whether or not Gamba would go through, or whether they would be joined by uh, Buriram. We would be joined by Buriram. Um, Wang Yijo took the lead pretty early on. It was a pretty cracking strike. Uh, it's made the, the the official AFC top top ten goals of uh, of the group stages. If you have a look, you'll see me in the background asking my friend Kunsok what happened because I was busy actually texting and, and getting a beer at the same time. Um, I obviously went with no expectations of a Songnam goal. Um, like, so it was 1-0 half time. To be honest, I don't think you're the only Songnam fan that said what happened after <laughs> somebody scored a goal. I mean, it was Wang Yijo again who was like the guy who slayed Gamba. Wee uh, Wee on fire. He is on fire. He's got a, a few good goals this season. Um, like, Half time came, the second half started, uh, and like the, the problem, as I said, is like the the pitch, it's kind of like the stand is quite low down, and there's a running track as well, so it's really tough to actually see what's happening if it's not at your at your end. So the first goal was at the at the far away end. Unfortunately, the two Gamba goals were at the far away end as well, so I didn't really see them either. Um, Gamba equalised maybe about fifty odd minutes in. And then, just when Songnam thought we were through, Gamba took the lead, I think maybe like 83, 85 minutes or so. Um, at that point there were some security guards came down and ordered some banners to be removed, but they had been perfectly fine with for like two hours prior to that. At least you got your banners in, more than can be said. Yeah, I mean, I think they were just being jobs worth, I think maybe they, they thought there might be some trouble. I know there was some well, trouble at yeah, the I game was ask, there, was, there was a little bit of handbags at the end of the, the game at Songnam, uh, was there I, any, anything at all? I mean, the game finished and we all walked out and we all walked along together and people were like laughing and joking. And Actually, my friend that I was with is a, is a famous cartoonist in Japan, that's not a joke, he actually is. So what's a Gamba fans is he were actually Japan's Rolf Harris, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I think so, yes, yes. <laughs> Hence the 16-year-old so, schoolgirls. So lots of, uh, lots of Japanese folk were actually stopping him, so I think that probably saved me getting any trouble. But, I mean, to be honest, like, before the match, um, I think I, I, like, I put on Twitter that I think Suwon have copied uh, a lot of Gamba Osaka's songs. I mean, it could be vice versa, I'm not sure. But... What I will say is that like, before the match was like something I've never seen before at a game. It was like pretty amazing. There was like lots of stalls, like beer stalls and food stalls, kind of like the Big Bird Cafe in Suwon times ten on steroids. It was amazing. People were just like buying beer and buying hamburgers and kebabs and eating them on the street. Everyone was mingling together. Uh, before the match, what it was, was the a- attendance then. 
I'm not sure of the actual number, but it was pretty much full. Like, it couldn't have been short of like, full capacity. Maybe like, I don't know how, how, how much it holds, uh, but it was a pretty sweet it must crowd. Must have been like 30,000 or something then, or more? Um, I mean, it was, the stadium was built in a, like, uh, for the expo, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> like, um, not so even close. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, having a quick look there, apparently there was like 13,000 with it. <laughs> But it was, I mean, that must be, I reckon that's 13,000. 13, 13, 13, yeah. I reckon that's 13,000 out of probably like a 15,000, 16,000 seats. You've got to assume the amount he told us he drunk, it probably looked like 26,000, yeah? Well, if not, if not more. 72,000. I still think you believe I said it was near capacity. I didn't actually mention a number. Stevie said 30,000. Um, also, the capacity, I'm guessing, then is about 18. Um, but it was a pretty. Would you like me to check that for you? Uh, not really, uh, but it was a pretty uh, good crowd, it was a good atmosphere, a lot of singing, a lot of dancing, uh, it was good fun. Uh, then afterwards, kind of, I guess, having been five minutes or so away from uh, finishing top of the group and playing FC Seoul, which probably most of us actually wanted, uh, we ended up finishing second and playing Guangzhou Evergrande, which probably... Uh, most of us don't want. So how did Gamble look? Because they, they, they looked pretty poor when they played you at Tanchon. They, were they a better side? I don't think so. Like, I mean, um, Sonam didn't look great either, to be honest, but then Sonam didn't have to look great. They were, they were already through. Uh, Gamba were the team that had to kind of play everything and kind of come at us and throw everything at us. And I think, um, like, to be honest, like uh, they were, they were a they just looked at an average team. I mean, this is the team that's the current J League champions. Yeah, uh, they, they didn't look. I'm not really special. sure how they were J League champions, to be honest. But how are they doing this year? Uh, they're sitting fourth this year. Okay. They're sitting fourth. Yeah. They're still in ACL. They're still. I think they're in their ACL range. Kind of, they could still get in the in ACL. I think. Okay. Um, but I mean, having a look on, on internet quickly, there the stadium holds twenty thousand people, thirteen thousand there. So yeah. Pretty much like almost uh, almost full, so it was it was pretty impressive. Okay, that's not, yeah, for, for a for a song I'm fan, that's a big crowd, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Thirteen thousand. Well, we're talking about the capacity of the stadium, guys. Yeah? <laughs> I guarantee, you, had that stadium held fifty thousand, there would have been forty-five thousand there. Okay, uh, people were queuing up to watch the mighty song I'm come to town. All right, yeah, um, we believe. And, you. I, and I believe you mentioned earlier that there are actually more travelling song fans than there are at some song home games. Uh, there were definitely more Songnam fans uh, in Osaka than there were in Sangam World Cup Stadium uh, like just four days prior. That's because most of the Songnam fans in, in Sangam were actually sitting in the, in the home side. Well, there seemed to be quite a few, didn't there? Because yeah. we, we saw a few, yeah? <laughs> friend, of the po- friend of the podcast, Jisoo, who still hasn't explained what he was doing in the Seoul end wearing his uh, Songnam, Songnam top, but anyway. That's because the, uh, the, right, Songnam, well. the Songnam end was full of people wearing Elan tops. Well, we'll leave the politics between the Diddy teams to one side. <laughs> um, so the other the other game on the same night then was Chonbuk, I guess. Chonbuk was playing yeah. in Shandong. So surely now Chonbuk are through, right? <laughs> we yes. see it every week. Are so, they finally through? Like four podcasts in and uh, Chonbuk eventually got through uh, in second. It was 4-1 four, four against Shandong. 4-1 against Shandong. Which probably makes it look a bit better than it was. Cause I think they scored was it two goals pretty late. I think it was 80 and 88 minutes. Or it was 1-0 for about the first 70-odd minutes, right? Yeah, so so I, think, I think there was they, they got two in the last 10 minutes. But the game started 1-0? Yes. 
Oh, there you go. It's a new ACL rule. The game start one all. That's that's pretty amazing, Paul. They scored uh-huh. their second at 51 minutes, and then two more in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it probably the four-one maybe flatters them a bit, but at least we can finally say John Book are through to the final. I mean, like again, probably. I don't, obviously, I, I, I didn't see any of the game. Obviously, being in Japan, but again, you would have to say that. Um, yeah, I mean, John Book doing enough to, to, to win games, I mean, that's just what they seem to do these days. I mean, obviously 4 was a big result, but two goals in the last 10 minutes would kind of suggest that <coughs> yeah, I mean, just, just enough to win, yeah? You'd assume that with with the Chinese team 2-1 down with 10 minutes ago, they started pressing forward, looking for an equaliser, leaving holes at the back, which perhaps left easy chances for yeah. Chumbuk to get their last two goals. Again, it's, it's quite interesting that, you know, that obviously Enino... Uh, scored and Eddie scored and like, the assists were by Anino and, and, and Leonardo. So again, it's like, like the the Brazilian trio being being like John Book's pivotal force again. Yeah, that we've talked about many times before in the podcast. So Mark, you were in you were in Japan, but obviously you'd be following your big team Suwon. How did they get on in the Tuesday night? Cup to hope. <laughs> I've no idea. I don't think they did. I believe, unfortunately, um, even though it was I had a one-one, one-one draw with Beijing at home, and they're through safely <coughs> in second spot again. Boo. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I actually, I, I didn't. I only saw. Like strangely enough, like, my friend was actually at that game, and I was pretty convinced that he texted me and said it was two-one to Suwon. So when I woke up in the morning after a lot of sake, uh, and I met my friend. I was like, oh, I can't believe Suwon won 2 1 last night. He's like, no, it was 1 each. So I was convinced that Suwon had actually beaten Beijing and topped the group. I think it's amazing that, that Dehan obviously scored again. He scored in the first round, scored in the second round. Uh, is it going to be the slayer of uh, John Book as well when he, when he plays him? It'll be interesting, yeah. I guess he was uh, inspired by the throng of FC Soul fans that went down to the Big Bird to support him. Is that what we call multiple FC Soul things? A thong? A throng. Oh, a throng. A throng. Sorry, I think it's a thong. A, a thong, thong of FC Soul fans, yeah. <laughs> unlike, unlike a wet patch of Suwon fans. But um, anyway, also I think it's quite interesting to point out that uh, Leo scored as well. Like, Leo is like, the, I, I think... He's your, your tip for he's man, my tip man of for, the century. Yeah, he, he's, he's my tip for um, like, kind of player of the year. Uh, he's not doing very well, but he scored again. I, I do believe he's. He, but we'll talk about it in a minute. I believe he changed the game against Johnham as well. Yeah. Um, like he came with some pedigree, which is unusual in Korean football at times. So I think I'm interested to see how he comes from. from so so Suwon were through anyway, and they didn't. So they got the draw that they needed. Um, didn't get the win they needed to finish first. Didn't get the win they needed to finish first, but none of the teams did. I guess that just leaves Seoul. I believe, Paul, you may have shamed yourself live on national television at that match. I believe I made myself proud. <laughs> Had the girls swooning. Uh, was your mum watching television as well? So were they swooning over your t-shirt tan or were they swooning over your receding chest here? Because I was mesmerised by both, to be perfectly honest. Are you, are you coming on to me right now? <laughs> that, that wasn't my hand, Chief. Anyway, but how was the game? Let's move on from like, like my uh, my lecherous visions of you. <laughs> he can't. He can't. It's because <laughs> I'm hugging him right now. I can't stand up right now. <laughs> That's what she said. 
So Paul, tell us something about the Soul game. Please, <laughs> please talk about football. The first thing to note is that Kashima Stadium's in the absolute middle of nowhere. Um, it's like a two-hour bus ride from the centre of Tokyo. It's out in the sticks, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's Tokyo in name only. Yeah, so we went to we went to queue up for a bus to get there. A bus which cost like 20,000 won each way. Uh, there's a massive queue of people snaking around Tokyo Station waiting for this bus, and they go every 10 minutes, and we got on the bus, drove for two hours, got off at the stadium, and that's where we ran into our first problems when the the uh, the, the steward said we couldn't take in any of our banners, so they'd allowed us one big banner. Maybe he was an Anyang fan. <laughs> Maybe. And they they had a tape measure for measuring everyone else's banners to see if they fit within their specific really? requirements. Yeah. We, we We didn't see any of that at all. I, I heard it was due to it was like a tit for tat measure for what what Seoul had imposed on ah, Kashima, okay. which again was a tit for tat measure based on what Chinese teams had imposed on us the previous year. So I think I think the AFC needs to come out with a statement about what kind of banners are allowed and have a a, a blanket requirement for every team. The AFC just needs to come out with a statement and tell people to grow up generally by the sounds of things. <laughs> Tip-for-tap measures are never really the smartest thing, yeah. are they? Having said that, uh, once we got in, they were selling beer in the stadium. Oh, okay. Uh, decanted into paper cups, of course, and bloody expensive, but it was there, uh, along with other alcohol alcoholic beverages. So we enjoyed a beer or two before the match. Uh, the Kashima fans were actually very impressive. Before About 45 minutes before kick-off... Oh, it was half full, yeah? <laughs> As opposed to the Gambazaka that was almost filled. I would imagine the 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 crowd was about. I'm going to say the crowd was about eighteen thousand. Yeah, it was twenty thousand. Yeah. And uh, what was the what's the capacity of the stadium? I don't know. Yeah, uh, forty thousand. Okay. Which in most people's eyes works out it's been half full. Half full. Uh, it looked fuller than that, to be honest, but. Um, yeah, but about 45 minutes before kick-off, the guys in the, the the end behind the goal sort of stood up and holding up their scarves, and they spent 30 minutes. There weren't any players on the pitch at that time. They spent 30 minutes doing... Do you know the... the have you seen the, the film Zulu with Michael Caine? Yeah. yeah. Where, the, where the, the Zulu warriors come out and they sort of beat their drums and cheer what, before they attack, and they were just doing exactly like that for 30 minutes, non-stop. Very impressive. Oh, OK. But that was only one side. One side of the ground. The other two sides were like looked as if they were filled with mannequins with no sound at all. Even when they cheered, it was one one end going mental, and everyone else was like just sitting there going. Yeah, that might have been similar to Gamba as well. It was mostly like the ultras in the north stand. Yeah. They kind of went crazy, and the other two stands were like, "Yeah, it's a goal. Yeah, we're through." And once the, thing, once yeah. the match started, obviously Kashima scored quite early on. Yeah. At which point, all the soul fans were thinking, "Christ." We're in for another mauling. Uh, luckily, uh, the Kashima defence is probably worse than any other defence. Probably worse than the Tejon defence. Are, are they worse than yours? That's maybe the bigger question. <laughs> they're worse than the they're worse than the the, the sole defence against Suwon, Yeah. So we got a a corner. Someone banged it in, and our our guy headed it in with a free header. Not not challenged at all. Uh, after half time, same situation again. Osmar got a free header from a corner. Two one up. And that's where it stayed until about ten minutes ago, when they got a, a lucky equaliser. Which thing you think? At which point in time, you know the, the, the Western Sydney are ahead in Guangzhou, which nobody thought they'd do. So everyone's going, "Oh no!" 
the, the substitutes are warming up in front of us and asking for score updates and then you see that Western Sydney have gone 2-0 ahead so you think right we're completely screwed now and then Molina got a goal in time added on which I'm sure you saw watching on TV oh yeah no <laughs> No, I think I think I don't know if the Korean TV just thought we'd have enough of this. And we'll yeah, it, they went it they went North Korean style, did they? <laughs> but yeah, well, was like, was five minutes goal. five minutes to go. I think the, the Korean television just I guess the feed was lost. They just switched off. So I, I was kind of half watching, and I thought, okay, the game's finished. Yeah. It's all out. And then about five ten minutes later, they cut back to Chadari wildly celebrating <laughs> on the touchline, and I'm like, oh God, that idiot doesn't even know he's at the, <laughs> the <Yeah>. competition. <laughs> Same as when he scored Turns that. Out I was the idiot yet again. Sorry, Chad. Same as, same as when he scored that own goal against Rennes and put us out the uh, the the uh, Europa League all those years ago. Chad smiling away like an idiot, like you do. It's a, it was a really weird goal though because Koyohan kind of cut it into the cut it. He kind of backheeled it into the area and Molina got it, but he miscontrolled it and it was going towards the Japanese defender and the Japanese defender just stood there watching the ball, which let which let Molina kind of run back, get the ball again, and he took it towards the penalty spot. And there was another sole player completely open, like three metres in front of him. He could have just tapped it to the side and had this sole player blast into the net, but he goes, no, I'm going to do it. So he, he mishit his shot very weakly. It was a terrible kind of, shot, yeah. Kind of was... dribbled inside the post into the gut. It was but slow I mean, motion defending yeah. and then a, a terrible goalkeeping as yeah. well. But, but they all count in the end. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, I mean, the ball trundled and bounced and kind of like, took about four spins and they and, they, and, and then when the goalie gets up, you see him going, yeah, going crazy is that like that could have been stopped by anyone other than me who should have actually stopped it anyway. Do you know what I mean? That's, I, that's I wish our goalie was better. Send their goalie. Send their goalie. Yeah. That's presumably why they were showing highlights of the Chelsea Portsmouth game that you mentioned with a, a decent Japanese yeah. goalie. But yeah. yeah, yeah. As Paul said, that I was trying to find the game uh, in Osaka in a in a bar called. It may have been called Belly Bar, but let's not put that on the podcast. <laughs> um, I think that was the name of it. Uh, but the girl informed me that they had uh, no no current live Japanese football on TV. So I was kind of trying to get it on Neighbour, which wasn't working because it was blocked in Japan, and Africa TV was blocked in Japan. And uh, I was really struggling to get it, but eventually I was getting kind of like text, text as well. And I believe I actually got a text telling me it was three two before anyone back home in Korea actually knew it was three two because the TV pitches were planted out. So yeah, they did apologise. They were like, they closed off the show. And said, really sorry, we still can't show you the goal. Yeah, but good night. <laughs> good night. They won. They're through. <laughs> At least well, does that mean Molina's earned his wages for the year then? Is I that- I guess so. I mean, I guess the prize money they'll get from getting through the group stage will eclipse the wages that they have to pay him for doing nothing the rest of the year. Mm. It's a bit weird though because he got man of the match even though he only came on in like the 75th minute. I guess he got up for scoring that goal, yeah, because he has well, scored yeah, for many. Yeah, it says a lot about everybody else during yeah. the game, I guess, and also the fact that, yeah, if you score the winning goal. Uh, and actually, actually, over the course of 90 minutes, I w- my impression is that Kashima absolutely hammered Sol. They had chance after chance after chance, which they missed. I mean, again, they didn't look like a great team, at least on TV, but, but I mean. That's my thing about the <coughs> the J League is like I've been, I mean I've seen, I've seen like Gamba twice, I've seen uh, Antlers once, uh, I've watched Irabo um, Reds once live, and I watched um, Reso as well. That when they came to uh, John, I didn't watch it live, but I watched it on 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 TV. 
So I've watched the G League teams, like, maybe that's like four or five games so far, and I've, I've kind of not really been impressed by any of them. Like, even even in Gamba, I was like, maybe maybe the fact that I was like so low down and I couldn't really see anything, it's not really the best kind of like view of a match. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe if I watched the film match back, I would think, wow, Gamba were brilliant, they should have won 5-1. But then my impression was that they were... They were obvious. My impression was that Suwon were worse than they were better. If, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean. So I don't really see. None of the, team, none of the teams have looked. Yeah. Looked wonderful at all. I mean, they haven't looked dreadful. You got to say they're, they're competent sides, but they, they don't really. There's not any greatness about them. There's nothing. Nothing really makes you think. Yeah. What is, a Japanese side is not going to win the Champions League. Which would make you think that over the over the next like like eight matches, you know, like the next like like two legs of of the East, East four teams that. You've got to imagine that there's going to be at least two Korean teams in the in the next round. <coughs> you would you would think so, yeah. I mean, the, the the thing for me is that the Japanese fans seem a lot better than the Japanese oh, they're, they're, teams. I mean, yeah, definitely. I and mean, we like, talked about this in the podcast before. We kind of said, well, let's see what happens after the away games. Are we going to say that the Japanese fans are better than the Korean fans or not? So, what's your view? Having been to the, been to the two away games, I mean, having having been. I mean, having been in you know like in, in Osaka Stadium, I think the ultras are far like far are far better than the Korean ultras. I think far more numerous to begin with. Yeah, they, they uh, I, I would say that the, your average Japanese football fan who probably thinks of himself as a soccer fan uh, is kind of sitting there a little bit like yeah okay we scored yeah okay we scored and whatever. I think maybe it's a it's a different experience for them, but for the ultras for the actual fan, they're definitely bigger in number. Um, and I think looking at the number of Gamba fans that travel to, t- if I can just like use that one game or that one kind of match yeah. as an example, they're using the number of Gamba fans that travel to Tanchon and the noise that they made <coughs> compared to the number of Tanchon, the, the number of Songnam fans there, and then swap that game round. Sure, <coughs> there was a lot of like Songnam fans. In, in Gamba, and like, we made a lot of noise. It'd be sang and we danced for like ninety minutes. That we weren't, we didn't, we were we weren't silent for a single second. Yeah. But just looking at right straight across at that wall of like blue and black, they like, dancing when they were a goal down heading out the tournament. Do you know what I mean, and they just kept dancing and da- they, even at half time that they were going crazy. Like, we were we were already through. We were a goal up in, in, in Osaka. We had everything to sing for and cheer for. Yeah. I mean, until the last five minutes, we were top of the group. And I think I would say that probably maybe maybe what they lack on the pitch they make up for in the stands. I think, and that was one of my main reasons. That a lot of my friends I've, I kind of talked to them and said, "Why are you, why are you already going to Osaka? That you're ready through, you know, it's a meaningless game." And I was because I, I want to see that I've seen enough like photographs and videos of J League fans. I want to see if that is actually what they're like, you know, because the ACL maybe doesn't bring out everyone. <coughs> But I was I was impressed by their numbers. Uh, I mean, eighteen thousand is ten thousand more than there was at Tanchon, uh, and I was impressed by their by the ultras, whatever yeah. they call them. Like their support of the team. Yeah, I mean that's been my experience of the J League as well. Is it's first of all it's better attended, and it's probably uh, in proportions it might be similar. But you get a couple of th- three or four thousand people behind the goal, dancing and singing and going crazy. Yeah, I mean it's a lot more effective than. For, from observing at Kashima, what my opinion is, if you take the north stand at Salt at Sangam, right? Yeah. You've got people like 
while well, yourself, for instance, you, you go in the North Stand, you don't particularly participate in any of the, the mm. chants or cheers. And I think if you did that in Kashima, you wouldn't be welcome. The, yeah. the people behind the, the goal were all participating in all the cheers, they're all going mental. Yeah. Whereas at Sangam, you've got more probably the, the two central blocks where all the hardcore are, and then you've got all the peripheral blocks, which are just regular guys who are like eating their chicken and like clapping here yeah. and there and yeah. not really vocalising anything. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think um, if you look at Tanchon, you have the, the group, you have two groups of Tanchon. You have the one behind the goal, um, and you have the one like uh, looking from the halfway line at the, you know, the, on the left hand side, the, like in the Sky Sock stand. And the, you have those two kind of separate entities. But then you have a whole stand, the, the whole Sky Sox sits there pretty much in silence. Yeah. You get the Ajima cheer girls and stuff like that, you get some people who cheer and sing and dance and stuff, but for the main part, the Sky Sox is, is in silence. Whereas I got the feeling that had I been in the Osaka end and just standing there um, like, and not doing anything, yeah, you'd be like, come on, sing Because they, they seem to all be bouncing in yeah. unison. Yeah, um, it's quite it's quite choreographed as well. Yeah, it's and, all yeah. well worked. The out. Uh, the only place like that in Korea is probably Suwon for a super match, right? Where the I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah I would say I would say Suwon in general. I think that I think they, that stand behind the goal that with the ultras are in Suwon is maybe the closest that we have. Maybe like uh, you, you and me have never been in there, nor, in there. nor will we ever go in there. No, so we'll never go in there, so we'll never know. So, yeah. so we'll never know if there are actually a whole bunch of people sitting there. To I think maybe you, you could you could say I've never been there either, but like, I've always wanted to go and stand amongst you know like, like the mad green boys at John Book because they have this idea of them as being kind of similar to that, that idea of that passionate block. But again, I think even even on camera you can see. The ends of that stand are people who are just there with their beer and their chickens yeah. watching the game. You need the numbers as well as yeah. a, a passion. I mean, a um, hundred people can't really create yeah. an atmosphere. And I, I think, I think, I mean, definitely, like, they're they're loud, they're passionate. They've obviously Koreans listening might not be happy with this, but they've obviously hugely influenced Korean football. Yeah. Um, but there's no doubt that I mean, that, yeah, there's no doubt. That the Suwon fans have copied the Gamba fan songs. I, I don't believe it's I don't believe it's the other way around. Um, mm. Like um, I know, they I noticed that when I first was at the Tanchon game, I was like, wow, I know that song. I know that song. Uh, I know that that's from talking to Korea Racing that Seoul fans have taken some songs from Japanese teams as well. Like. I think other teams in Korea who have been there have been like, oh, that song's really catchy. The what is it? Maybe just taking the tune and put like, like their own words to it. Chonbuk have got one that, that was also used in Sendai. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, I think definitely, I think like, maybe there's a lot to learn from, <coughs> from the J-League in general as well, that maybe like, outside that stadium was, in, was incredible. I don't know what it was like in Tokyo, but outside that stadium, it was just huge, it was like a huge area of just tents and kiosks and everyone drinking and everyone having fun and talking away and kids and everything around. And I'd it wasn't like that in, in uh, Kashima because it's in the arse end of nowhere. Okay. But I mean, the, even the Expo Stadium was in the arse end of nowhere, or, or the arse end of or somewhere, but still quite hard to, to get to. And I think maybe the, the only place I've seen that at is being, if you take away the Diablos and the GS25 outside <laughs> uh, Sangam, like, the only place I've seen that is being like the Big Bird Cafe, uh, the Katsu one, and again, I think that's probably copied from Gamba. Um, but I think we talked this as we said we talked about it before. We say we'll see what happens after the way games, and I'm still impressed by them. 
so on the field, no. we're giving it to Korea. Yeah. Off the field, Japan, Japan. takes the point. I would say so, yeah. Okay. So I guess the only other thing for the AFC <coughs> Champions League, just to wrap up and say, the, the draw for the next round, we've got four ties, all of the Korean teams finish second, so none of them get to face each other. Yep. But we've got Chonbuk taking on Beijing. What do you think? Uh, Beijing will win that over to the next. Chonbuk. Okay. I guess we don't need to discuss too much. We'll talk about these when the games yeah. come up. But um, Dehan's on fire. I think I think Beijing will win that over to the next. Okay. Suwon versus Kashi- Kashiwa. Well, last time they played, Kashiwa beat them 6-2 at Suwon, right? And Suwon missed a whole bunch of penalties. So I'm, obviously I'm hoping the same is going to happen again. <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm going to get Su one victory. I think Su one are too strong for a Japanese team. They're all they're all close these, aren't they? They're they're all, pumped, they're I mean, all they, they, games, they yeah. pretty much pumped Urawa. I think I think they'll beat them as well. Seoul versus Gamba. Ha- haven't seen Gamba twice. I'm going to say that's probably the easiest game Seoul could have played. I think I'm going to say that's the easiest game, game that Gamba will ever get. <laughs> I think out of, out of the three teams that Seoul could have got, that like Gamba, Songnam, or Buriram. Gamba was the easiest game you could have got. Somewhere in Tokyo, there's a podcast with three guys talking slightly drunk, and there's a, a guy talking about the J League and going, you know what? The Gamba, that's the easiest team, team they could have got. got. <laughs> you know, I think for Seoul, they're going to be home in the first leg, right? And we know Trey's very unadventurous, so you can imagine them. So you got a nil-nil. Nil-nil at home, which means they didn't have to go to Japan and do something, and I think that could be to their detriment, whereas if they'd gone away to Japan first... Mm, no, I would agree. He would have gone away to Japan, got the nil-nil, brought them back here. Then he just has to get the one-nil at home. To so that's the only thing I'm reticent about. So a tough, tough one again. And can you win twice in Japan and they they can space for a couple of weeks? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, I've banged on before about how we've got a terrible record in Japan. It's getting better. But when I actually check, we're we've actually never lost to Kashima. We've now played Kashima three times and beaten three times. So. Okay. So. But you're playing Gambo Saka though. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens with him? So last game then, Songnam, Gwangju. Let, let's what? go to Gamba together. <laughs> yeah, yes, let's go, yeah. There's a, girl that's, there's a girl somewhere that's waiting for you to call her back. Yeah, she's still in that same bar going, why hasn't he come back tonight? <laughs> um, Songnam v Gwangju, uh, over the two legs, you've got to see Evergrande, I'm going to have too much for Songnam. Yeah, um, so you, don't, you don't fancy them? I think Songnam, I think, the thing I would say is that as much as Songnam probably wanted to play FCSO, I think if you're going to lose to a team, Losing to Evergrande is far better than losing to FTSO. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's I think respectability. Yeah, I think to I think uh, losing to Evergrande is probably what's going to happen. I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be the home leg. I think they'll play for nothing each and hope they can they can get to penalties. <coughs> I think I think Evergrande will have too much from over two legs. Be interesting to see if the embassy can drag eight thousand Chinese fans down to Tanchon. We mean the full but in full the whole stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I won't get in then, will I? <laughs> You may not get in anyway. You're, I mean, you're not attending any more FC Soul games. <laughs> well, there's no more. There's no more games before the Songnam game. Just right. just before we wrap up the ACL stuff, how did your your favourite team, the Ipswich of Central Asia, get on? Tractor. Yeah, they're out. They're out. Yes, sadly, there's no tractor in the final sixteen. Um, I guess we need to start following some of the West Asian teams. How did the best t- the best supported team in Iran get on? I think there was. 25 million at their last game. Yeah, it was 100,000, and I saw the Facebook photograph. There was 100,000 at the last game. 
because that's right, that's right. That, that was the Facebook photograph, a hundred thousand. Yeah, they did put a picture on. Because I did actually that. check on on uh, Wikipedia, and we know the internet never lies. So the first, the match you mentioned did have a, a reported crowd of hundred thousand, but their second home match had a reported crowd of fifteen thousand. So I was I was very suspicious about whether. But if I, I did see the picture you said. did put the picture. The yeah. third one, there was a, there was a photograph. I did forward it to an American to count, but I think he's probably still counting. He's still, he's still, <laughs> he's, he's still counting. He's sending on. 39,247. <laughs> 39,247. He doesn't count. He's done it twice. I saw him before. <laughs> he's, he's done it twice. Uh, one last thing. Just before we do wrap it up, I want to say congratulations to Giorgio Samaras, uh, one of my favourite ever Celtic players, for getting through. My dream of seeing you in Korea is still on. The Pantene Provo. So after all the, the glamour of Japan and, and the Champions League, um, I guess the weekend was back to the, the drudgery of the poor old domestic K-League. Um, we had a full round of fixtures in the Classic, we had a full round of fixtures in the Challenge. Uh, Mark, did you go to any games? Uh, I went to one game Saturday and one game Sunday. I went to uh, Incheon v Jeju. Was that as, uh, was that as bad as it sounds? Like, so the thing was, right, I was actually working. Uh, like I was on vacation uh, until today, but things happened and I had to go into work. Uh, so I went into work because I thought, well, Incheon Jeju will be terrible anyway. I'm not going to miss anything. Uh, but I actually finished work a little bit early. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll just go along and take, take the game in. Uh, it was actually really good. And so it was 1-0 one one to Inchon in the end. Yeah. It was 1-0 Inchon, yeah. There was a pretty decent... I mean, there was like about... There was 8,000 there, I think, I saw. Just, just short of nine, yeah. The 8,800. Um, I did notice something as well, and that is that the Paul's favourites, the uh, the uh, Adelante, or whatever they're called, Ultras, um, seem to be gaining numbers after their fight with FC Seoul. Um, there was like quite a lot of them in that stand. Um, the sun was splitting the trees. It was Adelante. Yeah, there was so many of them now. There's like that whole stand was kind of like the girls' group. The girls' group of FC Seoul fans with their pink. No, oh, they what's the intern fans called? Oh, the the whacks or the twats or whatever they're called. Oh, the whacks or something. Like, yeah, the the hawks. The hawks. They seem to be growing in, spell, in numbers. They spell it as hawk, isn't it? Whack. I don't know how they spell it. I've never really got that close to them. I know. I, I know you have. Um, but they they're, they seem to be growing in number. Um, um, the game was like, it was one of those games where the intern started really well, like really brightly. Like they did against uh, Pohang recently as well, another game I was at. Um, Jeju came back into it again. Then on the, on the cusp of halftime, uh, intern went clean through. I can't remember who it was, the guy shot. Jeju keeper parried it. It fell to the one and only Kevin Oris, who looked up. Uh, had an open goal. He was maybe like 18 yards out. There were two Jeju defenders like filling around the like, ballerinas, and the goalkeeper was like scrambling across the line. And you know that way when you're watching a game and you see the way a player kind of like runs up to a ball that you know that's going wide. Instead of like blasting it with his toe, he kind of like opened up his side foot and kind of like tried to like messy esque it into the back of the net. Went by the post. Was made to look like an idiot. Then claimed it was a corner. Then fought with the referee as he's been doing all season. Um, so at that point you thought, okay, it's going to finish nothing each. Second half comes out. Jeju with the better team. Jeju hit the posts, headed one over from three yards, and then Inchon got a free kick. 
swung the ball in, and I think it was Kim Dong Suk. The ball broke him on the edge of the box, maybe about 20 yards out, and he volleyed it. Oh, man, goal of the season, like, for me. Like, it's the sweetest strike I've seen. Like, right in the back of the net. Um, he's celebrated by not only running behind the goal to the quacks, whatever they're called, Twice, running, running behind him, running all the way along the touchline with the interim players chasing after him and jumping on the manager at, at the dugout. Uh, it was a goal worthy of a pitch-long celebration. It was a goal that <laughs> added by your just the added by your celebration against Arsenal. <laughs> it was a goal worthy of that kind of celebration. Uh, after that, the game was end to end. Both teams trying everything, and they finished one 0 So that that was one 0 one 0 in Chon, and then that's a second second win in the trot, which I guess is pretty good considering I think their last win was October or September or something. The last win for Inchon, so they seem to have suddenly found. A bit of form, anyway. They've, they've managed to get themselves up the table a bit, and I mean, they're get themselves away from that relegation zone, zone which Solar are, are dropped in. Yeah, they are unbeaten in uh, five, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not in a relegation I mean, zone at all. I mean, it should be said as well that in amongst this this round of games, they've also played and they've drawn a home to Pohang, and I believe they were the ones who drew with Jombik as well. Yeah, yeah, so, they've been they've been hard so to beat. The, I mean. Inchon had the dream of, I think it's 2020, I think they better extend it to maybe like 2040. But so anyway. 2020, is that 20 points, 20 goals? <laughs> no, but their dream is that by 2020 they'll uh, win the Keelig and, and, and win the uh, ACL. That was our You've got to have a dream. Yeah, it's only seven years, mate. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, my 2020 dream for Inchon would be to finish seventh. <laughs> but I think, I mean, they're, I'll be honest, I don't like them, as I've said before in the podcast. Uh, I've been there twice now, the last uh, two two home games, as I said, Pohang and Jeju. And when you're playing teams that are above you, uh, and you're playing as well and as confidently, uh, there's, there's a lot to be said for a team that can do that. Kind of annoying, after they beat Jeju, that the fans and the players celebrated that they'd won the FA Cup. Uh, and I mean the FA Cup in England, not the FA Cup in Korea. <laughs> um, that was kind yeah. of a, 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 a bit annoying, but... You can't really kind of take anything away from them, yeah? Yeah, I guess for Inchon, they're just one of these teams that always just... A bit on the dull side, they tend to... Whatever, <coughs> whatever mediocrity they get to is because they don't concede many goals. And but Again, I think, you know, they're probably, what, third or something, second or third best defence in the league. They don't score many, they don't concede many. But the thing is, to be. it has to be said, they, they, they are playing well. Like, they're attacking... I don't know, like, Kevin... I don't think he's scored yet, uh, but I don't know if they're using him as an outlet. I don't know if he's being the driving well, he's, force. He scored, didn't he score the first scored week or the first, the yeah. second week? Of the, okay. He definitely scored early on, but, but I, think, I mean, he wasn't. He didn't even play against. Um, they look a more attacking Asian. team than I've seen them in the past, and um, I mean, it doesn't bode well for teams like Songnam and for Seoul because if Inchon can actually. Yeah. Be a, a a better team than those teams are obviously going to end well, up below them. They were they were looking to be they were down in eleventh or twelfth or eleventh I think and they were they've got themselves back in the mix. <coughs> yeah. So looks like well at least they're 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 getting themselves out of the relegation zone if nothing else. I mean you got at the moment you have got four teams on twelve points there. The three teams above them are all on fourteen. Yeah. So it's, just it's really it's really tight in the middle of the league. I mean at the top maybe we should say you know Chonbuk won again. Unsurprisingly, two-one against Ulsan. I don't know if you guys managed to see any of it. I think it was, it was three goals in four minutes there. It was 
yeah. minute, 66th minute and 68th minute was the, the goals, so... A bit of a bit of burst of excitement in the middle of not much else, yeah. but but John Book have got the league tied up oh, now, haven't I mean, they? It's, like, it's getting embarrassing. I mean, I know Paul, you're still convinced Solar are going to sneak through at the well, end and win it, but I think if you it's not if even you go close. back to the last time that Sol did win the league, John Book were miles ahead and they basically collapsed in the second half of the season. So we've got to hold out that hope again. I think. But I mean, this is falling on from the team who won the league last season. They're not going to collapse this season. They're not going to collapse this season. I mean, I know. That, I mean, I get where you're coming from, Paul. I mean, it, it can happen. It's happened in the past, but you have to look at it this season and say, John Book, if they were going to collapse, if there was going to be any hint of something, they would have dropped a couple of points so, by by now. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, they, they haven't dropped. Drop, they haven't dropped much at all, and it's a, well, the challenge that was a two-one away win at Ulsan. You have to think yeah. Ulsan were looking to be one of their stronger challengers. Yeah. They've they've seen them off. Suwon at the weekend, Suwon have won 2-0. But they're playing um, the Davids of Tejon this weekend, right? Yeah, so they'll not, they'll not Tejon win now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, out. obviously, like Jeju, who were, who, who were second <coughs> going into the, <coughs> the round of matches, lost to uh, Inchon. So now yeah. Jeju have lost, Olsen have lost, uh, Pohang. Suwon lost to Dejon again. So again, it's yeah. all of those those kind of second place, third place teams that are competing should also are, remember are not it, picking up the points they need to do to catch John Book. In the ACL, John Book also raced out ahead and at a halfway point they were they looked dead certs to qualify and then it ended up taking it to the wire to actually And then they did qualify. <laughs> but they <laughs> took it to the wire and they didn't finish first, did they? So I'm still gonna say yeah. that So I think I come, think come June they're gonna be like twenty points ahead in the league. What, and then what we really need is a challenge and it's it's trying to find out where it's going to come from. I mean, it's it's not going to. It looks like it's not going to come from Ulsan because they're dropping too many yeah, points when yeah. it matters. It looks like it's not going to come from Jeju because you don't challenge if you lose to Incheon. Yeah. Um, is it going to come from Suwon? Well, they did well, but again, they lost to Daejeon um, a couple of weeks back. Um, Two 0 against Gwangju. That's a good result, but eight points. Eight points is in that, ten games. Is that too? Is that? I mean, this is one thing. <coughs> can Suwon actually win three games that Chonbuk don't? I mean, that's what we're talking about. It's like it would have to be the last three games against Chonbuk that they've got, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's like you're talking about eight points in only ten games so far. Yeah. Now, Suwon still have to play. Obviously, like Suwon and Chonbuk will play each other three times, right? So that, as Paul said, that's nine points. But I mean, Suwon also have to win every other game. Yeah. Now they still have potentially, well, definitely, sorry, two more. Super matches against Seoul, potentially three if Seoul get into the top six, right? Which means, no, no I'm, I'm actually not being sarcastic this time, right? Which means two, they have to go to like uh, Sangam twice, right? There's no way they're going to win all four super matches in, in, in one season. They're not. They're not going to win all four. No matter if they won 5 1 or 10 1 last time, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They will at some point in drop points in one of the super matches. I mean, the last time that Seoul won the league, they actually lost three super matches to Seoul, uh, to, to Suwon, didn't they? And they think they draw the four, drew the fourth one. I think so, yeah. yeah. But, and Seoul still finished like 15 points ahead of everyone else. So, so, I, just, so. I just really cannot see. I can't see Suwon challenging John Book. And part of me obviously doesn't want to see them challenging John Book anyway. But. Eight points good after ten games is kind of making the league a little bit embarrassing. Uh, I mean, this could get yeah. like ridiculous. I mean, it could get like I mean, we've joked about it being over by the monsoon season. It could be. I mean, this but could be over the way, in the way ten things games. are going. Yeah, I mean, if it, if it got to the point where they're, they're fifteen points clear, 
I think you, you have to end up hoping that Eddie's going to get an injury or something that's going to rule him out for a couple of months, and that will give everyone else a chance. But, but. even even so, though, they'll bring in Leonardo or, or Edan Guko will chip in with a few goals, and like, Nino will score yeah. a couple of goals. And I mean, you can't see. I mean, you, you look at the top six, you can't see where a challenge is coming from. It's got to be Sue, one of the closest. JJ are not going to do it. Ulsan are not going to do it. Pohang, I don't know if you saw any of the Songnam game. But, I watched it, yeah. But, I didn't but, see it, but I watched but, the goals. Pohang were 2 0 up, yeah. 90th minute. And then somehow they managed to throw it away and get a two-each draw. Yeah. What, what happened there? So I've actually I haven't watched I didn't I didn't watch the game uh, live um, purely because uh, I was actually out at the time. I was actually at the Butchon game at the time, uh, but I was watching it uh, on on Naver and stuff. Um, <coughs> in that game, uh, I did read actually on the on the Rock Forum. Someone uh, saying that uh, Songnam were lucky to get a draw. If that person wants to come and meet me outside Tantan Stadium anytime and discuss what luck actually means, I'm more than willing to do that. Um, well, it was it was it was not a lucky draw. Like I mean, in I the first half, I, mean, I didn't see any of the game. But you have to think if you're two 0 down at ninety minutes, but you're lucky to get a draw. I think I think, I think, I think if you're basing it on <laughs> on on the actual on match, my base, all of my research on which is. The numbers that come up in soccer way after the game. But if you base it on the actual match, if someone actually watched it, then you would you would have realised that uh, Solnam could have been one up before Pohang equalised. The penalty was a ridiculously soft penalty. Uh, it was a terribly soft penalty. It was a terrible penalty. Yeah. Which is why I'm I'm amazed at what happened at the end happened. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, it was a terrible penalty. Like Solnam uh, lost that. They had a Solnam had a couple of chances to pull it back in the first half. Didn't. Uh, Pohang looked the stronger team at the beginning of the second half. Um, their left winger, uh, new young guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, the second goal that he kind of shot it hit um, the Sonam defender's uh, leg and bounced over Park yeah. Park, Park Hyung and goals. Who's not having a good season, but anyway. So you can see that the first two goals were fortuitous. So if we go to if we look at a team that was lucky, maybe we should look at the, the, the fortuity of the first two goals, right? Okay, um, we'll, we'll give you that then. Then, then I guess in 90 minutes, and uh, Jorginho's first goal, let's be honest, was completely fortuitous as well. The ball got swung in, I think he was like running beyond the goal to get a hamburger, uh, and it bounced off his foot in the net. Um, what was quite funny is that the Songnam fans don't actually like any of the three Brazilians, but the three Brazilians combined for all their, their yeah, two goals, yeah. which is quite funny. Um, the second goal was a, a fantastic header, the ball was swung in. I believe Lucas swung it in. Um, Rodrigo dummied it, as in didn't go up for the header, and Jorginho bulleted the header in the back of the net. Um, it was a pretty sweet goal. Then, apparently, what happened was Pohang fans decided that it was all the referee and linesman's fault uh, that they were now drawing to each and started throwing. Everything that they had on the pitch, they, I'm not sure what was thrown, but I heard, <coughs> I heard there may have been some cans thrown, uh, maybe some like other objects. Um, was the, the, the Diablos were in that game? <laughs> yeah. they? The game was then the amazing. Through Busan. <laughs> the game had, throw. To the get, game had a five-minute. I, I clearly told you last time that the, <laughs> the aim of the Diablos person that threw, may or may not throwing beer cans was terrible, so he definitely yeah. couldn't throw it from Busan to. Um, they were supposed to be five minutes of uh, added time. I think Songnam's second goal came on the 93rd, I believe. Mm. Um, the official time on the clock when the referee eventually called time was 100 minutes because he had to stop for a further three minutes 
while the security guards uh, threw out some Pohang fans. Considering Pohang did the exact same thing uh, when they were losing to Ulsan but eventually won the league in the last day of the season, I think maybe before we analyse like, one solitary FC Seoul fan throwing a can the pitch, we should analyse Pohang and their behaviour in their stands, I think, to be honest. I should ban them both. Uh, I would from the K League. I would, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe that's how we can make the the league interesting. You, me, and you and me go down to Chumbuk dressed up in green T-shirts, bombard the pitch with crap, get them booted out of the competition, and hang on, bombarding the pitch with crap—that's cheese job. That's cheese job, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he cut a short. Uh, fantastic comeback by by Songram, um, and over what I saw. Uh, I think it was a deserved comeback as well. And talking about cutting things short, Chunam nil, Dejon nil. Any comments? None. No? Apparently it was crap. <laughs> yes, I mean, what did anyone expect? <laughs> um, but okay. Uh, Paul, you were obviously at Busan Seoul because you were topless on the beach. Yep. Frolicking in the waves as we all saw on Facebook. A, yes. fanta- a fantastic, memorable, historic 1-0 win away at Busan. Uh, yes. I mean... It's probably my fifth trip to Busan to watch a game, and that's... The know. fifth goal you've seen? <laughs> the first goal you've seen, actually? Uh, no, I'm going to say it's the fourth goal I've seen. The fifth five goal we've seen, but the first for Seoul. I've seen a 0-0 draw, a 1-0 win, a 2-0 win, and a 1-0 loss before, and got a 1-0 win to add to that, so... Pretty bad game. I mean, Busan this year have been... Pretty poor. Even worse than last year. I mean, you look at the table now. It's there's starting to be a bit of a gap between Dijon and Busan and the rest of the the rest of the league. I think that's what five or six points now between Busan and surely next team. Surely the Busan manager is not long for this for this realm. I don't don't know about his health, but he might might not be working much longer. Yeah, I mean. Actually, one of the Korean sports journalists wrote a report about this, and it was very critical, saying that both teams came with a, a, a three-man defence. So, well, yeah, Che Che's now gone well, basically five-three-two. Is this his yeah, change so, of style? So theoretically, Pusan was set up as three-four-three. Seoul was set up as five-three-two, and that made for a, a, a very boring match for the mm. spectators. And there was there was actually a very big crowd there for for Pusan. Nine thousand. Nine thousand. Amazing for Pusan, Normally, whenever I've been there before, you just rock up, walk up to the office, buy a ticket. To that time, I actually had to queue for like five minutes because there were throngs of people queuing up to buy tickets. And but yeah, the, the game's not, nothing memorable at all, apart from Chowdhury actually set up the goal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, bombing down the right, outran the the, the uh, Pusan defender, banged in across for Kumungjin to sort of tap into the net. Strangely enough, for about for about five minutes on Twitter, he was credited with the goal as well. So I thought it was his first ever goal, no. and I was no, he, no on Twitter for five minutes. He was credited with the goal until eventually someone was like, "Eh, actually no, it wasn't." It <laughs> didn't actually score. I still don't understand why. I'm Co- surprised Ki Sung Young wasn't tri- yes. credited with the goal on Twitter. <laughs> I still don't understand why Ko Myung Jin was the guy on the banging on the line rather than the actual striker. Because you don't have one. I mean, there's someone that's always named as being playing up front in the. When they say it's five three two, it's not really. It's like five four one. Yeah. And that one was absent as usual, missing in action. Uh, when the goal went in, it was probably number eighteen Kim Hyun Sung. Oh, okay. Or okay. after that, he was substituted at some point for Cho Jung Chung Jung. Oh, the pitcher. Yeah. So that was another another riveting week of K League Classic football. 
Uh, I guess, well, what are the stories? John Book running away with it. Busan and Dejon starting to look a bit detached at the bottom. And then the other thing is there's only, what, there's, there's five points between second and tenth. It was three so points, what, three points between third and tenth, right? So, I think the problem is like Ulsan drawing too many, Chon Nam Song Nam drawing too mm. many, Inchon drawing too many. Yeah, so I mean, there's a pack of what eight or nine teams there that are all much of a muchness, mm. and then there's John Book running away at the top, and and Dejon and Busan struggling to, to you, keep you pace. You can imagine if it stays top. like this, you guys will be taking the piss out of me for Sol being in tenth, and I'll come back next week and we'll be up to third, and then the week after I'll be back down to tenth, and or we'll just be taking the piss out of you, just slowly dropping to twelfth. Not going to happen. Fingers crossed. Oh, there can be. There's only room for one Sol team in the classic. You know, so you're going to have to drop out, I'm afraid. You know, Seoul lost their opening three, right? And they've only lost one of the seven since then, so... show you how bad the rest of the other teams must be real. That's a, a brilliant stat. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stat. Lost three. Anyway, so. talking about Seoul winning, let's move on to the challenge. Yes, let's, let's move on to the challenge, Stevie. Where Seoul still haven't won, presumably. No, they've won two in the trot. What a shame we didn't have a, a proper podcast last week. I know, what a shame we fun. didn't have, because that was a bloody fantastic game. Was it a, a 5-E-O-U-1? It was, it was. It was the the retribution match where a Seoul team actually showed a Suwon team how to play football instead of vice versa. I would like to officially say I will resign from the podcast after that comment. Uh, next week you'll be joined by someone else. <laughs> No, they'll. <laughs> Good. Reason. Don't let. Don't let the door hit you on the way. Out. <laughs> hey, it's my office, guys. It's my. It's my. It's my MP3 recorder. Can we still come here every Monday and do it? <laughs> Can we use your recorder? Is we give ourselves drink beers? <laughs> you can't see anything. You can't see anything. You can't even chuckle in the background. <laughs> we might ask to get more listeners. <laughs> No, but seriously, I mean, obviously, Martin Rennie had a tough start. Well, the fixtures weren't that tough, but the result didn't come out as he may have expected. Yeah, I mean... And I when I asked him, he said, well, the team's starting to play the way I want. Just give it a couple more weeks and the results will come through. And would you agree that that's happening? Well, the funny thing was, I met him at, met him at the Anyang game. He was Anyang so Gyeongnam, and I, I had a chat him. with him. I sorted <laughs> it out. I told him what he was trying to do, right? <laughs> Drop everyone apart from... <laughs> T- I, t- I told him what he's doing wrong, and since then it's a hundred percent record. So, that's, so I'm yeah, just they, waiting for the check to come through from Eland. So, like, they, they, your man scored on on uh, Sunday, yeah, Saturday. Tarabai. Yeah, Tarabai. Yeah. Yeah, which is quite funny because he wasn't having the best of games yeah. actually on Sunday. I mean, against Suwon he looked really lively. He was he was chasing everything. I think he's what he's he's very Brazilian, shall we say? Mm. He's. He's got a temperament about him. When it's going his way, he'll be fantastic. When it's not going his way, um, it, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But so he's, he's got a bit of temper about him. So he's already been sent off once. He was sent off in the FA Cup game. I could see him picking up a few more. Yeah. Um, he, he throws himself around, and I don't think the Korean referees are going to take to that very well. So, I mean, obviously, if Tarabai scored the winning goal or scored the, the third goal, obviously, Bobby Cullen scored the other two, yeah? Bobby Cullen did not make an appearance, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> Has he made many after that. that first game? 
Well, he, he made the appearance at Ulsan and, mm. and missed the penalty that cost us the next round. But uh, since then, he hasn't featured much. Um, oh, poor Bobby. What can we say? He's doing his best. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, looking, at, looking at Yolanda over the last two games, I mean, the, you can see the class is starting to come through from some of the some of the, the real talent that we've got. I mean, Kim Young Kwai in goals is... I, I can't believe he's in the Challenge League. Mm. Some of the some of the stuff that he's been doing, he should be playing for. Well, he should be playing for Ulsan or Suwon or somebody like that. He should not be down in the Challenge League. Mm. He's absolutely fantastic. Kim Jae Sung um, is showing his his class. I think there was a thing a couple of weeks back saying he'd got thirty goals and thirty assists in the K League. In total. In oh, total okay. in his career. I think he's going to get that this season. Yeah. I think he's up to six assists in seven games or something, um, and he's got two or three goals as well. So I'm, I'm sure he's going to he's going to surpass that and knock some of his stats up. Cho Won Hee, who just doesn't score goals, has scored two in the last two games, um, and we've I mean we've started knocking in world class goals. I don't know if you saw the 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 Jumes goal that's now on YouTube. The one that was a you know the carbon copy of James Rodriguez's yeah, yeah. goal of the World Cup strike, where he just I mean he, Kim Jae Sung nods it on, Jumin Q takes it on his chest, spins round, fires it home, and everybody's like, he played for Goyang last season. So I, I, presumably he's a twenty million dollar transfer to Real Madrid will be coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, it seems no, but it's, been, it's been absolutely. Watching watching Elan the last couple of weeks has been excellent entertainment. Been fantastic, better than a lot of the, the classic games that I've seen as well in terms of entertainment and goals. Um, That's because you refuse to come sing them and see the proper see entertainment and goals. Have you seen a goal yet? I've seen. But I think we played four away games. It's been we've had a three-two, we've had a two-two, a five-one, and mm. a three-two. So if you want to see goals, you want to see entertainment, you want to see don't action, go to jam show. Don't go to jam show. <laughs> yeah, don't go to jam show. Go to don't go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> and how are your away away crowds doing so far? I mean, are you taking a lot of people away? Well, we, we seem to take it. I thought the Sioux one was a bit disappointing considering it's only 45 minutes, an hour down the road. Well, there were five of them at, uh, at the, the, the yeah, maybe they were all, they were watching, all the, the, the FC Seoul game. <laughs> I think we took somewhere between 50 and 100 to, to Sioux one. I think we probably took 50 or 60 down to Goji, which is... It's not a great numbers, but mm. it's it's actually quite good when you think about how many would how many would anybody else have taken, how many would Songnam have taken to to Goji? Probably ten. And I don't know if it was the other way around, Kyongnam mm. probably take ten or twelve up to to games in, in Seoul or Gyeonggi. So, uh, are they doing what? Are the club arranging travel to away away games? Yeah, there was a but there was a bus on that would uh, I think it was. Because I know, I know when they were doing their sort of focus groups back when they were setting up the club, they were talking about, oh, we get, we're, when we do an away trip, we're going to do it as like a weekend away trip. They'll be sightseeing, we'll go to the match, we'll have dinner, we'll come back. Yeah, they didn't do any of that. Didn't they? Just, they just on the bus, get off at the ground, watch the game, back on the bus. And yeah, more, I think I think the bus got in like an hour early and there was a bit of chance to <coughs> run around and, and then uh, an hour after the game and, and back up. But Did you go on the official bus or did you just make your own with that? No, I didn't because I was... No, I didn't actually. What I did is I went I, on Saturday. I went down to Kyungju to watch the. It was a national oh, league game yeah. and it was a K three game. So I went down to Kyungju 
and then I went across to, to Goji. Goji's great, actually. If you get the chance to go down there, you definitely should mm. do it. Um, go to the Prisoner of War. Go to the Prisoner of War camp. Go to the... Well, I mean... The, Is that the stadium, or...? <laughs> I think some of the Kyongnam guys saw it that way, but... Uh, but no, how, Goji's... How many Kyongnam fans were there again? Well, there was, there was 4,000 at the game. <laughs> because... The I know, I know Paul likes a seaside visit, so he'll, he'll definitely go to Goji. Um... Guys, the reason why we started laughing is because I've just brandished a photograph of Paul topless on the beaches of Busan. Wearing pink um, shorts. Wearing pink shorts. And, um, How many and likes does the photo have? And I have no idea, but probably as many as Mr. Muscle gets as well on a normal day of the week. <laughs> 33 likes. likes. 33 likes. Yeah. They're all from guys from uh, somewhere, somewhere in Dundee, apparently. I don't know what that means, but anyway. Sorry, please, Stevie, I interrupted you with Paul's photograph. There was a disaster movie, wasn't there, about Busan, that Hyundai thing at some point, but I never saw anything as dreadful as that. I think, I think that disaster <laughs> movie was caused by the teddy bear going the other way as everyone fled into the water, away from Paul. <laughs> Jealousy is a curse, guys. Jealousy is a curse. Yeah, so no, I'd recommend, if you get the chance to go to Goji, I'd, I'd definitely do it. It's a nice... A nice little spot, a nice little island, and it's a, it's a nice, nice away day. Can I ask what the the cost of the official Eland supports was, bus to Koji was? To get, to get the bus down, I think it included your ticket, it was 55000 So it's not bad, given the price of a bus to get there and okay. come back anyway. 55000 Yes, including your ticket. That's quite expensive. That's huh? expensive. Well, I, th- I mean, if you took a bus, it would be... Oh, it was 32000 to get a bus to Goji. The FC Seoul supporter bus to Pusan. Well, the, the FC Seoul supporter bus to anywhere is twenty thousand return, including match ticket. I wish I guess it's subsidised by the club, but yeah. I don't know what, what, what song I'm uh, <clears throat> for the Pohang game. It was the same price, about maybe twenty twenty five, I think, for Pohang. The, the weird uh, thing about the, the Seoul supporter bus is it's a flat twenty thousand. Whether that's the supporter bus to Suwon, where the the, the transport fee is minimal and the match ticket is probably fourteen thousand. Or the supporter bus to, say, Chunnam, where you're looking at a six-hour road trip yeah. each way. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. So have some kind of deal with that set up. I think what I think what I think what, I think what Eland that. are doing is basically they're organising the trips on a one by one basis. Yeah. So they're probably doing them at whatever it costs them to actually organise it, or sticking a flyby couple of thousand won profit on everything. But in our case, like obviously the Diablos went down to Pusan to show off their muscly abs on Hyundai Beach on the Saturday, went to the game on Sunday and just caught the supporter bus back on the Sunday night and that was 5,000 Pusan to Seoul. You can't, you can't beat that, so you really ought to think about changing teams to a decent team. With no, I'm, I think, I'm, I'm quite I think judging, by, judging by recent results, he may have a decent team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope we get drawn together in the next round of the Cup. Whoops. Oh no. <laughs> maybe next year. No, maybe next year you've been different leagues as well, I think, by the looks of it. But I'm sure yours wasn't the only match in this league this week, so. No, I'm pretty sure it was, actually. I think that's it. We'll just move on. Move on. Um, <laughs> no, so the other ones, are, well, the, the, was it a shock? Was it not? But uh, Chungju beat Kangwon 3 1. It was a bit of a shock, I think. I guess it's a shock. I mean, Kangwon have been. Dreadful this season as well, but, but it's Chungju. But it is Chungju. <laughs> Chungju. So any time that Chungju win, you think that's a shock. They were 
2-0 up after about 15 or 20 minutes or something. So. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty early on, I think. I, I think. <coughs> but, yeah. I mean, I don't know, we have a we have a Kangwon fan on the forum, don't we? Rossi Saint, Mr. Mr. Spears. Mr. FC Zoll fan, you mean? Oh, he's a Kangwon fan. He's, he's a, a, he's a Soul fan. He's a season ticket holder. You, if you ask him, he's a Soul fan. Yeah, so that's why I don't ask him. I first met my intern when he was like, cheering on Inchon as well. <laughs> so maybe he so he's maybe, like you then? Yeah. In any case, he lives in Kangwon, so maybe you can tell us what the hell's going on there. Mm. I mean, Kangwon were almost promoted last season. Yeah. And now they're sitting. They, they, they can't buy a point. I mean, you're losing 3 1 to Chungju. That's the time to worry. I mean, I guess if you look at the bottom of the table, we've got Kangwon, Chongju, and Kyongnam. Uh, Chongju are perennial sort of bottom. Yeah, I mean, Chongju are usually. But usually Kangwon and Kyongnam have both been in the, the K League mm. Classic within the last few years. You have yeah. to say, if it stays like this, I mean, Kyongnam obviously were in danger of being folded over the past yeah. off season. If they <coughs> finish bottom this year, surely they're going to like. Yeah, say, they've all gone down. Screw this, we're not going to bother. Which will be good for the league because. Get back yeah. to an even number of teams. I mean, to be honest, I've got to say, in fairness, Kyungnam looked all right at the weekend. They looked like a decent side. I'm surprised they're that they're that low, but maybe they're just lacking confidence, or, mm. or just that there's, there's something not right there because they should. The, the mean, players they've got and the team they've got, they should be better than bottom yeah. of the bottom. D- of the just looking at the the bare statistics in the the league table, I mean, the defense is not terrible, right? It's it's on a par with yeah, most other teams. They, they struggle. To score they're just goals. not scoring. Yeah, I mean it has to be said as well that I was actually at the Butchon uh, Ansan game. The Ansan placed one one nil. Butchon should have won that game, and had Butchon won that game, they would be sitting above Eland in the league. So I know that we're but they didn't. So they're we're kind of waxing lyrically about about how good Eland have been, but literally they could have been above Eland in the league had they had one. Now they didn't, and that's yeah. what football is all about. But I think that's how close as well that. Some of the challenge league is the season as well. Is it? Regardless, anybody can beat anybody else. Apart, apart from Daegu, apparently, who can't get beat. <laughs> but, uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, like that that game. I mean, Butchon were unlucky. Like uh, Almir graced us for I think maybe like seventy-five minutes with his presence. And thank you, Almir, for that one. Uh, Rodrigo. Oh, he's got lovely hair. He's got amazing hair, though. He has amazing hair. Can't pick people for shit. But he's got amazing hair. This is worth. Um, like Rodrigo Parana was his usual self. I mean, how that guy scored like four goals this season, I don't know. Maybe about five, four hundred chances. Um, Buchan hit the bar, but he should have scored. It was easy to score. Yeah, I mean, Buchan played well. Should have got more from the game than they got. Probably should have beat the police, who I felt were pretty disappointing, to be honest, for the most part. Police have been um, really, really flat this season. They don't know yeah. a lot about them attacking-wise, but... The, Generally, they're just a, they're a reasonably competent team, so they're hard to beat. Um, but the, there's not a lot of flair about the police. There's nothing really exciting I, about them. I mean, their goal was like more a gift than it was anything through skill as well. Yeah, but I mean, I always think that the, the police is always handicapped by the fact that they're not allowed to go and sign players. They don't get the chance to get a couple of Brazilians in who can add that bit that maybe they're missing. Do you mean like... Almir, <laughs> yes, I need to put you on. Don't yeah. anybody with lovely hair on the police side. No, I don't. No, they look like flat tops. Oh, crew cuts are called these days, yeah. I used to call them flat tops. <laughs> cool. I think the only other game left was uh, Suwon beating Goyang. 
and oh, Sangju losing to Daegu, yeah. Yeah, what was the bit of a surprise again? Suwon, Suwon beat Goyang. That was that was a bit of a shock, but again, it was the Japa show. It was a Japa show, yeah. It was a Japa show. Two goals from from Japa. His first one was actually quite nice. He he took it on, he cut inside, ran into the box, smacked it home, um, which. He hasn't been really that great recent weeks, but again, it's you know if you've got if you've got somebody up front that can score goals for you, you're going to win games. And then Daegu beating Sangju again, it's the same thing. You've got Jonathan up there, yeah, who's going to score goals. As we say, everything's so tight in this league. It's really can you can you get somebody who's going to score a few goals for you? Um, it's Jonathan leading the line for. Daegu, it's Japa leading the line for Suwon, yeah. um, and it'll be potentially Tarabai at Seoul if he can if he can find his top scorer in Malta form yeah. and start firing them in. That's it, yeah. And unfortunately for Butchon, they have Almir and Rodrigo. Well, that's the thing is, like, <laughs> you know, Go Yang are struggling to score goals, Ansan are struggling to score goals, An Yang are struggling to mm. score goals, Butchon are struggling to score goals. All of those guys are going to drop down the table I if think so yeah. you missed out that chap that's playing for Kangwon Beluso Jonathan's Beluso he's got four goals as well four yeah. goal. four, the league's fifth, top scorer of consolation goals 50% <laughs> of Kangwon's goals this year better watch out on Wednesday uh, he's also scored 50% of his goals have come from the penalty spot as well so either and there was another penalty he got either and are not, are, are not known for giving away penalties no, we just get players sent off. We just get players sent off, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so in the challenge, so... I, I, I mean, it's still it's looking good for Daegu. Suwon, Suwon, Suwon shouldn't be second in the league, given that they got beat 5-1 by us. Um, Sangju, I think in the end, Sangju are still going to creep up there. And yeah. Be the, be, the, be the title chasers. And uh, Eland are now looking like a team that are going to challenge. Hopefully, I'm still saying that in two or three weeks' time. But I think looking at the team, looking like a team that's going yeah. to challenge, and they've got the next three games are Kangwon, Chungju, and Goyang. So should take one point. Should take at least seven Something points from that. You think? Yeah, seven. Wow. So you got Kangwon at home, Chungju at home. Should should win both those games. Wow. Goyang away. Stevie making predictions based on absolutely nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> Alright, so that finishes off last weekend's review. Um, before we go into the previews, I guess we should check if we had any email correspondence, any Twitters, anything interesting. Uh, we got one from Danny Barron, actually quite a long time ago. I think when we first started the podcast, but we've been trying to work it into uh, to, to the podcast, how we can fit it into our, our format. The idea was that Danny gave us uh, his favourite K-League story. Um, and um, I think Danny's story is quite long, which I think we can maybe tell at a later date. But well, I think I, th- I saw Danny's email. Danny's email recounted a story of well, he says it was a Seoul Suwon game. There was some fireworks at the game. Yes, and apparently someone fired off a rocket, which found its, found its way across the ground, failed to explode, and then Ajoshi took it square in the chest. Yes, and then. Followed up by trying to retrieve it. And, and chuck it onto the lower stadium. Yes. The lower because obviously the main thing that you would do with an unexploded bomb was try and retrieve it. <laughs> and throw it in somebody <laughs> else's chest. Of course, if that happened nowadays, it would just like torch the whole 
the red cloth they've got in the, the upper section. <laughs> yes, we do, yes. Be breathful all over so, again. So Danny's question, I guess, was what is your funniest or favourite or dangerous K-League memory? Do you have one, Mark? Uh, I have one. I have, a, I have a quick one, I think. Um, I was at an intern game, actually. It was intern v Pohang. Uh, and it was the summertime last year, uh, towards the end of like uh, maybe August time after the World Cup had finished. Can do it in less than an hour. Yeah. And uh, what happened was basically like, uh, it was really, 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 really sunny. Uh, and as you know in Korea, like, Koreans don't like getting sun on their faces. So as the sun was coming up the stand, everyone was kind of running back. And hiding like, in the confines of the, of the shadow at the back of the entrance stand. Uh, I was there with Korea Racing and we were just having a few beers. And it was this really cool Adishi in front of us, uh, who was like watching the game very happily, but realised that someone hit him in the face. So at half time he, he he disappeared, and I quipped, "Ha ha! Even even the Adishis are afraid of the sun." Uh, but lo and behold, he returned with uh, two more beers uh, on a little kind of uh, box, and he put the beers on the on, on the floor and put the box on his head and used the box as a shade and kept sitting in his seat watching, watching the Incheon game. Uh, Incheon beat Pohang 2-1 and the only time he took the box off his head was when he jumped up and celebrated and threw the box away in celebration. Um, it doesn't sound a great story but you have to be there to experience this Ajushi. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of them. Maybe what we'll do is next week then we'll, we'll do our favourite moments of watching Korean football. If yeah. you've got one, feel free to tweet us on <coughs> actually well feel free to tweet us on at kleague underscore podcast or email us on 48 that's the number 48 shades of football at gmail.com just like mr baron himself did exactly and uh Next week, well, I guess we'll go through and, and we'll come up and we'll let Paul tell us his story that he's desperate to get out next no, week. I'm not going to say I'm gonna, I've got a, a great story. This seems like the kind of thing we should leave for the mid-season break when we've got a month of no games and then we can f- sort of fill it with numerous stories of we'll, great... We'll fill, it with all, we'll fill it with all sorts of numerous stories. Don't worry about the mid-season break. We'll be here to keep you company. Yeah, we have all the stories about me being arrested in Japan until we come up. So next, next week, Danny, don't worry. We'll have some answers for you. In the meantime... You called his fellow Celtic fans, so you can f*** off. <laughs> I also believe that Edonguk tweeted us, saying, asking what our opinion was about the fact that the, the TV channels keep showing multiple, multiple t- TV channels keep showing the same baseball game and not showing TV. I think our answer, Edonguk, you should go to the games, don't watch them on telly. Yeah, Donguk, my answer is like, I don't know man, we'll get you maybe four months down the line, okay? <laughs> Join us up. I think we should do that during the summer break when there's not much to talk about. Yeah, join your list of celebrities who just want to be on the show, okay? Right, the only thing left to do then is some previews of the upcoming games at the weekend. Full round of classic fixtures. We've got six games. Suwon, Jeju. Uh, That's going to be a Suwon victory for me. Second versus third, isn't it? Yeah, but that's going to be a Suwon victory. Jeju, as well as they played at times against um, Incheon. Are not great away from home. Yeah. Are kind of a little bit boring at times, and I think that's going to be Suwon victory. Agree with that. Nothing further to add. Yep, Suwon to win. Then it's uh, Bottom Dog Seoul versus Chunam. Home win. Home win. Yeah. One nil. Shouldn't you don't underestimate Chunam? You know. 
I've you should never that. underestimate John Ham. You should never underestimate John Ham, but yeah. Never underestimate John Ham. That's why I'm saying it's only a 1 0 win as opposed to the the 2 0 win that it potentially might be. Okay, so so Paul thinks it'll be a sole win, nobody else does. Uh, and then it's top of the table John Book versus not top of the table Dejon. Um, on win. paper, on paper John Book, but strange enough, my uh, for some reason I'm going to say nothing each. I mean, when Tejon went away to the second place team, the Suwon Samskons, they actually got a win, so no reason why they can't re- repeat that in Chumba. But on paper, it, on paper, that's a 12 0 home win. On paper, 12 0 home on, on grass, that's one of those weird ones, isn't if it? You're, if you're going you to bet on it, bet on John Book. If you're not going to bet on it, nothing each. Yeah, that's, that's probably a nothing each or a 1 1 or something. Yeah. So then it's uh, your team, Songnam, versus Jeparov's new team, Ulsan. Return of the Mac, uh, return of the players. Return uh, of the Jep. Return of the Jep. Uh, return of, uh, return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Outro music just been discovered. Okay. <laughs> um, also return of Kim T. Hwan. Nothing to say about that. Um, pretty much, yeah, that one oh, could go either, either way. Probably the last time they played, I'll be really quick. Uh, brilliant match. It was uh, song number two one up at one point, lost at three two in the end. Maybe it was four three. A lot of goals, can't really remember. Jeprov scored a Pirlo esque penalty. He won't do that again, hopefully. He has promised if he scores at uh, Tanchon that he will not celebrate. Uh, we'll see what happens there, but I think that will be one 0 Osan. I suspect he'll have a, a cake with candles on the. Like streamers and little hats, if he scores. Uh, I suspect long. he'll get his shirt off just like Paul. <laughs> yeah, but he might not look like Mr. Muscle. <laughs> a bald Mr. Muscle at that. That's a bright. Should we say? And on Sunday it's Kwangju yeah, versus Bohang. Kwangju versus Bohang on Sunday. What do you think? Uh, that's a Bohang victory every day of the week. Except for Sunday. Except for Sunday. For anything, be a draw. It'd be a draw. I, I guess it'd be a draw. Yeah, po- yeah. Poang of wait, wait. Poang. Poang have shot their bolt. Oh, they, they drew a tweet with Songnam. I think Poang will win this one. One 0 Poang. Kwangju have tailed off in the last couple of weeks, right? Because they were. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. They're down in ninth now, so they're. Yeah. One 0 Poang. They're almost down as far as Seoul. So. It's gonna be a draw. Draw. Okay. A draw, I think. Yeah, a draw is probably good. Um, then it's uh, Busan versus Incheon. Who cares? That's Who not. Cares? That's not a game. Who cares? Not a game that's going to be live on TV, knocking um, off the baseball, is it? That's the kind of game that wouldn't even knock off. <laughs> um, Soul playing. Soul playing. <laughs> John no, that, I mean, Busan Incheon has about all the inspiration of like uh, a chain midfield. Um, so it's a terrible game, it's an awful game, which means it'll finish 4-2 to Incheon. Will it? <laughs> Probably not. It won't. <laughs> it won't, but nothing It'll Incheon. be 0-0 or 1-0. You would think so. I mean, that's the, the kind as, of... As are most games these days. It's the kind of game that gets games stopped, to be honest, but anyway, you never know. Okay, so on to the challenge, we've got, well, the mighty... Seoul Eland are taking on Chungju. They've moved the game to 6pm because some people complained that there was too much sunshine. It's too hot for Eland fans. Was one, of, was, one of them, was one of them you, Blondie? No. P- please, can you just repeat that one more time, please? 
They've moved the game to 6pm because some fans complained that there was too much sunshine. <laughs> fucking hate that club. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate them. So, if you were hoping to go to the Elan game at 2pm, it's now at 6pm. But they're taking on Chungju, so that'll be 25-0 home win. On the other hand, you can now, if you if you fancy, try, if you're going for the 48 club, you can now do a double header with Seoul at 2 and Eland at 6. Yeah, the good news is that if you happen to support both clubs, you can do both. But if you Which most of them do. If you so. happen to support both clubs, just find a bridge on the Han River and just throw yourself in, you'll be fine. So we'll see you at Sangam at 2? No. You might see Martin Rennie as I am it too, but not me. Because if his whole scarf on is handing in his handing in his CV, yeah. Okay, so Seoul Leland versus Chungju, that's 25-0 home win. Um is that one and a half time score or are we going for full time scores? Full time score, 25 0 home win. Yeah, who's, who's gonna score all those goals? Seoul Leland. I mean which player? Tarabai will score so 18. Tarabai's <laughs> gonna be the, the top scorer next week, is he? Yes. I reckon, I reckon Kim Young Kwan will get two or three years least as well. He's taking the penalties now. The penalties I heard, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think, uh, um, uh, I think that will be... It's got to be a home win. If it's not a home, home win, win, Martin Rennie should go up to Sangam and hand in his CV. He should do that. Anson, please, for Goyang High. Stevie? That's going to be dull. That's going to be a nil-nil draw, isn't it? it uh, probably. Goyang so. don't score goals, Ansan don't score goals, neither team can see as many goals, that's going to be nil-nil. Okay. So Paul, Sanju are playing Anyang, uh, the army against Anyang, what do you think? I mean, at the beginning of the season we predicted Sanju as being a, a strong candidate for promotion this year. The campaign's kind of going off the rails in the last few games, so they really need to win this if they're going to if they're going to make a serious challenge. But on the other hand, Anyang are also in the same position because they're probably way off where they hope to be. So, But I'm going to go with a Sangju home win. Okay. Sounds fair. Uh, a tasty one after that. Daegu playing Suwon. Home top, win all the way. Top versus second. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to buck the trend here. Uh, I'm going to go for a Suwon away victory over Daegu. Ooh. I'm going to... I'm going to buck the trend. So yeah, I'm going to go for a, a Suwon City away win over Daegu. The Daegu bubble will burst. Okay, I think there's probably even Suwon City players that don't agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> the manager's like, what are you talking about, mate? <laughs> uh, I think I, I've got to fancy Daegu for that one. Probably 2-1. Oh, there'll be goals there. That's a Jonathan versus Zappa show. That's what I think. I think, I think Zappa will be like... Franking all over them. Last game of the round, Kangwon, 7 pm, Monday night kickoff against Gyeongnam. Uh, apparently, that's the TV game, so good luck. I think they'll be able oh, to. Really? Well, I think that's why they have them on the Monday night, is ah, Sport, course, yeah. Sport TV Sport 7 TV. or something puts them on. So they'll be up to, I guess, <coughs> 50 or 60 that? people watching that match on the telly. Do you think we could have that in the background while we do a live, uh, do, our, do our podcast? Korean, Korean commentator stuff. We don't actually need to go there. Just um, hope there's no breaking. That one, well. I think. That one, I'm going to say, Gyeongnam will start their uh, resurgence. Yeah. So next week's <laughs> podcast will come live from a TV that's showing the Kangwon versus Gyeongnam game. A TV one. <laughs> a TV. Yeah. Okay. We, we can get up on YouTube on here, right? Probably. Uh, that one for me is going to be Gyeongnam's beginning of their. 
their path back to promotion. So after Chongju have beaten Eland at the weekend, Kyungnam beat Kangwon, which sends them to the bottom of the league. Pretty much, yeah. Puts uh, Gangwon, probably Butchon, losing to Anyang as well. Puts Gangnam up to 8th, and I think we'll see them starting to make uh, steps back up the table again. So you're officially predicting now Kyungnam are going to be back in the Classic next season? No. Nope. A brave prediction. <laughs> back in something next season, but maybe not the Classic, yeah. <coughs> okay, so I guess that wraps it up. Um, I get, I, none of us are getting home now, are we? It's about quarter past one or something by the time we've recorded this so um, Paul will pick some music about whatever the hell happens in the next four hours no it's oh. about the music for this week is based on the fact that you've got two FC Soul legends coming back to FC Soul with oh, Chun Nam back, yeah. you've got two Song Nam legends coming back to Song Nam with Ulsan and you've got two podcast legends not making it home tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you've got one Incheon legend coming back to Incheon with Pusan. Something like that, yeah. Uh, allegedly. So. Maybe I'll be around, I can't remember. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I said at the beginning of the game, I said it didn't matter. Right, I said I couldn't remember. So we've got, so we got four legends coming back to their home clubs. So here's to returning to the, the scene of the crime. <laughs> Change had much to say, but man, I still think them cats are crazy. The boys are back in town.